Welcome back, everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in Xamarin development. I am your host this week, James Montemagno, and Pierce is away at a wedding. So I have a special, amazing guest that I cannot wait for you to hear. My good friend, listener of the show, fan of the Xamarin Show and the Xamarin Podcast, and all-around awesome, amazing human individual, James White. How's it going, James? It is going good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I don't know if I deserve all of that praise, but I'll take some of it. Yes, two Jameses. And James, maybe you can tell people a little bit about your past and what you did at Xamarin and now here at Microsoft. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, joined Xamarin two months after Mott's here. I actually remember the day, his first day, because it was the day I interviewed in San Francisco. So we uh, joined very close together. I started with the team as a customer success engineer, basically pretending like I knew everything about the product and tried to champion it and sell it. And after a while with the acquisition of Microsoft, transitioned to the App Center team as a program manager. I wanted to uh, take take my hand a little bit closer to the code and maybe not work as much on the numbers. So that's that's where I am today and really excited as we'll get a chance to talk about all the news with App Center and share all the cool stuff that I love. Yeah, it's a really amazing time to not only just be a developer, but especially uh, an app developer in general. I like to say that it's always the best time to start becoming an app developer like today, because yesterday there wasn't the stuff that literally just got announced today, which is amazing, I think. You know, it's always just something new that really helps our developer lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, there's there's really never been a better time, and it's becoming more accessible, more affordable, and just, just so easy. Like Things have changed even in the time I've been a developer for... I don't know, maybe 10 years or so. And it's just really cool to see what's available now. Yeah, I think a lot of it is not just only building the apps, you know, setting up a CI, CD pipeline, learning and monitoring our apps, but also learning too. I'm really impressed with our docs.microsoft.com, our Xamarin workbooks, just our our documentation in general and learning is just absolutely amazing. It's kind of crazy to think that I can just go to a website learn C sharp and just see it come to life in the browser. Yeah. It, it's almost too bad because I had to go to school for that. And I felt like, I mean, yes, it was valuable, but I almost feel like anyone that's really just on it could learn everything I learned in school just by going to the internet. And, and it, but it's also great because it really just helps make it more accessible. And the more people that are in the space, the the better they'll be. Like you said, the, the documentation out there is just fantastic. Half of my job was answering questions about Xamarin uh, as a success engineer. And honestly, most of that, I just linked to our docs because it covered it more succinctly than I can ever say. So I completely agree with you. It's a, it's a great time to be a developer. Yeah. And talking about that and just some awesome, great stuff that happened this week, um, our Microsoft Connect event is happening. Now, this is our, if people don't know what Connect is, I like to, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, you think there's a better way of saying it. It is essentially our fall developer. It's not quite a conference, but multi-day event. Yeah. That's probably a good way to put it. Yeah, because it, it really encompasses, we have Build, which is our huge developer commerce. We make tons of announcements. And then we don't want you to wait a whole year for all the stuff that we've been developing because you know stuff happens in a year. So we have tons of other events like Ignite throughout the year, a bunch of other summits throughout. But then Microsoft Connect is only a full day of like keynotes and general sessions where you're hearing the latest and greatest of Azure development, app development, DevOps development, AI machine learning, but also now it's like three days. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, I just presented literally here. You're, if you're downloading this on Friday when this will come out, there's still stuff happening. There's training, university training, MVA training. It's really, really awesome. It's it's a really, it's a really, I think like builds a great time for like marketing and buzz, but I think connect is more of that. 
really just good information sessions. I, I did a recording on on App Center, and we have we probably we probably have about seven of those videos. And there's just a lot of good information to really deep dive into products. Whereas I think sometimes you can get lost in say just the build hype, um, just the broadness and the, just the extension. Where this is a lot more personal. It's not about attending a conference. It's really just about news and info. Where can I learn the great, latest and greatest? And I think that's that's a key to its success. Yeah. And I think even at, even at developer conferences, I almost get more hyped about the hardware that's yeah. getting announced. Like, Oh, new version of you know windows or Android or iOS are coming out. It's like, what's the hardware? Like what's going to, you know, I don't think we have any of that at connect. It's all software based. It's all software based. It's all, unless there's some hardware integration, which are yeah. you know, stuff like that, like some voice stuff, but really it's all around. I think, making developers more productive on a day-to-day yeah. -day basis around all this new crazy emerging tech. So what yep. I wanted to do, if it's okay with you, James, is I wanted to bring you on because not only were there awesome just Xamarin developer, like day-to-day -day development enhancements that we've been doing uh, on the Xamarin team here at Microsoft, but App Center is this whole evolution of all these amazing services for not only Xamarin developers, but for every single app developer. And Maybe can you describe App Center itself? Why is it called App Center, right? What does yeah. it mean, App Center? So for some people, we've had we've had this product in preview for a year, and we used to call it Mobile Center, and, and now it's App Center. And I think the transition and, and you could say rebrand of the product actually speaks to it as a whole. Whereas, especially coming from Xamarin, because the, the App Center team was built from the roots of, say, the hockey app acquisition that Microsoft had, and obviously the Xamarin acquisition, um, really making mobile mobile development tools beyond say the Xamarin framework de and development there, but everything outside of that, all the rest that you needed. But as uh, Microsoft has really been talking, it's more than just mobile apps today. It's really funny because the conversations with Xamarin is mobile's coming, it's emerging and it's here, you need to jump on board. And in the three or four years that we've both been with the team, it's already moved to, now we've already moved beyond. Like companies are still not quite building apps, building mobile apps and they're already looking at, well, we've got mixed reality devices, we've got edge devices, we've got IoT, and we've got all this stuff with the cloud that that is just, it's just this space of application development. And and with the way tools are evolving, they're all starting to talk to each other, share code better. And so App Center is really becoming that central hub for continuous delivery, continuous learning, continuous, continuous testing, uh, really making it so that developers, and I'll talk to it more, but really making so that developers can have one central source of truth, as I like to call it, for their application development needs beyond the actual writing of the code and a lot of it to basically offload it so they can get back to writing code rather than managing systems. Uh, developers like to create. I like to create. I think it's a lot of fun. I don't necessarily like to write tests. I don't think it's necessarily as interesting to watch build configurations. I just want to build my app and see it working. And so App Center helps make a lot of that better, makes it faster. And again, consolidates all of those different pieces that you need from compiling an app to getting it to your customer's hands and beyond, a very easy thing to find. Yeah, and I think of App Center of all of the lifecycle services yep. that my app needs. And and what I mean by that specifically is that it's not just build, you know, with every push, which is a part of it, which sure. everyone should be doing because it's amazing, but also, you know, testing and distributing. But then, heck, what happens when it's out in the app store is or my, how are my users using it? Is yep. it crashing? What devices is it crashing on? I saw that we um, have uh, the events that you're tracking link back into the stack trace. You can yep. see the events that led up to a crash, but also push notifications. It's crazy how simple it is because App Center is not only this kind of hub for your apps and all the services, 
but at the same time, it, it has this great developer SDK. Yep. So, so in the terms that we launched into GA App Center, can you describe, James, for what developers, for what operating systems, and what do those developers need to do to not only get it into App Center, but to do that other lifecycle stuff that I talked about? Yeah. So the cool thing about App Center, and again, this is a testament to say how Microsoft has evolved over the years, is it's really something for everyone. Um, if you're building apps, whether it be a you know native iOS, Objective-C or Swift guy, Java for Android, obviously Xamarin, and we're talking to the Xamarin Choir right now, but also those that are, say, venturing in, say, uh, Mac apps, Mac development or React Native, a really interesting, passionate community. We've got support for all of that. And, and really, we want to make it so that if you're coming from any of those contexts and, and potentially more in the future, or in, I guess, the Windows ecosystem, I shouldn't forget them as well. If you're coming from any of those contexts, we want to give a, a give support for that and have a similar experience. So really, if you're building applications on that space, targeting UWP desktop or you know Android in some form factor, you have the ability to build, to test, and, and distribute, and, and get crash in analytics. And that's really the beauty and the vision of App Center is we want to make it so that it's a familiar ecosystem. And especially as you look to support all of those platforms, because it's usually not just one of them, it's going to be the same tool set and a very familiar familiar tool, um, set of SDKs. Got it. So now what if, um, so, so there's all these different platforms, every single language. Yep. So is there an SDK then for every single there platform? Is. is that how that works? Yep. That's that's okay. kind of the the challenge of it is is we've got a React Native SDK, we've got an iOS SDK, Android SDK. Um, it was a lot of fun tracking down all of those SDKs as we did the rebrand to App Center because there's a lot of them. But you know that's the necessity, and and it really makes it so that you can feel confident that your platform is supported because we've got support for you in in the language you're working in. So not only did it go GA, but there were some new yes. features that were announced too. Do you want to talk to the new, new, new features? Yeah. That were so in there? Yeah. the big one that I think is worth announcing or worth recapping is the fact that we have a Mac OS preview now. Mm. Um, and that's, that's kind of the turning point from mobile center to app center. Uh, before it was Android and iOS and UWP and UWP kind of straddled the line, but people were like, oh, great. It's a, it's a mobile central location. And then we're like, oh, but we have uh, we have uh, Mac OS coming. And like, wait, that's not a mobile space. And so we've got Mac OS coming and, and that's a huge deal. Um, and then a lot of just quality of life features coming out along with that. Say uh, for build, we've got new build configurations and, and environment variables you can configure. Um, cra um, crash support and a preview for UWP. Mm, nice. Um, and then just a, just a, really just improvements across the board, really improving, say, for those coming from the hockey app experience, really improving that support so that we can help bring those customers in as, as we look to as we look to have it be the replacement and future of hockey app. Same with Test Cloud. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. You know, I think a lot of Xamarin developers listening, they're probably very familiar to Xamarin Test Cloud, yep. hockey app, or Insights, Insights actually. Yes. Um, you know, and, and during the acquisition a year and a half ago, we said, you know, hockey app and Insights are merging together and what people didn't know is that really that basically turned into the app center as the full evolution but also rethinking so it's yep. not just like you guys just didn't take the sdk and brought it over it was a whole re-envisioning correct yeah, yeah. Of it, to do it from scratch again but but with all the knowledge exactly and we wanted to make sure to capture the essence that those two ecosystems loved one of the things that i love about Zimmer Insights, it's a couple of things and i think those that used it are really passionate about are, are just unique Unique experiences like, say, getting managed exceptions, being able to track and not necessarily have a crash, but be able to control it and monitor things in more depth um, and getting better, say, breadcrumbing experience. There's a lot of just passion there. And we're working on bringing some of that in still and, and have brought some of that in. 
And compare that to Hockey App, which was really the first in terms of just distribution experience to getting things, getting apps out, but also having similar uh, layover in terms of crash and analytics and being able to marry those two teams together and, and take the best of both worlds really just makes for a great product. Because I know people, well, Hockey App speaks for itself, just the community size, but also the Xamarin Insights team and the Xamarin Insights users, while maybe not as big just because the product wasn't on its own for very long, but you have a lot of passion there and, and being able to take what's good from both and, and offer that in App Center just makes for a better product and then extends that to the broader people who maybe didn't know about Hockey App and especially didn't know about what Xamarin Insights offered. I like, uh, I've been, so I've been using App Center for a long time now. Yeah. I, I use a, a mixture and people that listen to me on, on Merge Conflict are here, you know, I use a mixture of a VSTS and yep. App Center. I've used BitRise. I've used a little bit of everything. Everyone, it finds its own niche. But I find myself for a majority of my applications moving uh, either the entire thing over to App Center or at least most of it over to App Center. I'll tell you why. Um, for a lot of my applications, I just did a, a hackathon, Seattle yeah. Give Camp. It was a nonprofit hackathon. We had eight nonprofits. And you can set up organizations. I love this. So you have all your orgs and your orgs have apps. So I created eight orgs, put three apps, iOS, Android, UWP inside of it. And I set up continuous integration, delivery, analytics, crash reporting. I did all that in four hours for eight different applications because they're all, it's, it's just, everything was running. Like everything was amazing. And I could simply hand over, like I could, I could literally go to someone not technical and I could say, hey, listen, whenever your developers or one of us push code, you're going to get an email that says, this is how you install it. And the experience of installing with the, just even the notifications, the mobile experience um, of it, the, the hockey app downloads, like anyone could do it. It was, it was really delightful. And to see someone, you know, non-developer being able to say, I understand everything that's going on there. So it's not just like this developer tool, it's an everyone tool. You need, yeah. you need people that are looking at analytics, that are looking at crashes, that are monitor PMs of your projects to go in there. And what I really like is I keep finding hidden nuggets, as I call them. They're like hidden nuggets, almost like when you go onto under nuget.org and you're like, look at this amazing little thing I found. And I keep finding tiny little hidden features of App Center that I never knew existed, maybe because they're new or maybe because um, they weren't new and they're just like in there. But some things that I really liked was you can so you can go from build, have it automatically distribute, but then you can take that distribution and say publish to the App Store. Yep. Like you can not only publish the app store, but you can go to iTunes uh, in, uh, for test flight. You can go to beta testers or you can go to Intune, which is really cool. You pick it and it just goes. Yep. And the setup, holy bananas, like so simplistic. Like for, I remember for iTunes, I set this up. It's like enter your Apple developer email and password. And I was like, that's it? That's it? Okay, I can do that. Like yeah. I can do that. And it was really cool. But then I do a lot of tracking on both VSTS and GitHub where my source code lives. I, I do a lot of open source stuff, but I also have some private stuff in VSTS, so Visual Studio Team Services. Yeah. And two things that I did there is, uh, one, for both of those, you can set up this um, issue tracker. You wanna talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so that was something that um, rolled out probably in the past month or so, but I think just in general, one of the big things about App Center is it's we want to make it a one-stop shop um, but we also want to make it configurable. So we've got teams that are out there that great. I use VSTS. I love VSTS. I use it for my build. I love use it for code distribution. Um, we want to stay there. And we say, great, we want App Center to be a solution what you need. And so it's like, maybe we just need App Center for analytics and crash reporting. And we want to just go back and make sure everything is still in our hub. And so 
again, just like just just like stores, you can configure back to either GitHub or VSTS and have it be whenever there's a new crash and a crash group that's created, it'll automatically create that bug in VSTS and be able to create that just seamless integration with the other tools. Between that and say our APIs, we really can make it so that we come to you where you're at and you just use the pieces that make sense. Hopefully, you know, we'll draw you into everything, but maybe not. Maybe there's stuff that you're, you have a happy legacy system or there, you've got things configured a certain way, especially on say um, a DevOps side, deep DevOps VSTS is fantastic for that. Well, we wanna just complement that. And, and like you said, I think we're still learning as to how we can exactly use all of those pieces. And it's really fun to see what people do, and we're we're really exploring it in new ways. We've got we've got say a Slack integration now, so Slack has really exploded on the scene. Well, why don't you bring your DevOps into your Slack channel so you can get all those things, and we've got hookups for that. So the team's really really passionate about just making a great experience and just making application develop easier. And, and that doesn't always mean your solution will be the best, and we just want to make sure that we provide smooth places to, to transfer to where it is. So. Yeah, I liked, I, I took the, we started working in the open source on the Microsoft MVP application for the yeah. MVPs. And I set it all up in, in App Center. And I was like, this is great. And all the devs could start pushing cooks. Everything was built manually before. I'm like, that's no way to live. You know, that's, we're not animals. Let's just get this in some CI, right? At least get it building every time. Signing and getting it on. I did an open. There was, you can do an open beta. Yep. Um, so for, especially for Android, you can say, hey, Anyone can go to this link. You can register and sign up. It's very nice to do and distribute. And we actually had a user in the UK and uh, App Center saved the app before we went to production because we sent it out to our testers. And he says, hey, on this device, it keeps crashing. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Why does it keep crashing? And um, I was like, reproduce it. And I have the App Center crash in it. And it opened up an issue on GitHub because I just woke up in the morning and he had posted an issue, but it automatically opened an issue. And it pointed that we were doing um, a date time formatting incorrect. What was happening is we were formatting it um, in like US, the current yeah. culture, but we were parsing it in invariant. So it was two collisions because he was in the UK on one device. And, he, and I says, oh, if I'm in, in, if I change it to English, everything's working fine. I was like, oh, that's, that's, I'm like, boom. And it totally saved it. And not only... Did it show us the whole stack trace, but it pointed us into the App Center so it was seamless in the GitHub. And when I closed the issue with the source code, it closed it inside of App Center. I thought that yep. was so cool. No, it, it's 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 really great and to be able to have that. And it's like you said, it makes it just a great developer experience to find those things. And I think another kind of unique attribute to it, especially from the teams that were built on, um, I'm assuming this app was built in Xamarin, right? Mm -hmm. Xamarin is, Forms, yeah. Is when it comes to say analytics and crash reporting, only the Xamarin guys are going to know how both the .NET and the native stacks are working. And, and because we're part of that ecosystem, we can really give you information that a lot of other solutions can't provide. They usually either understand the .NET ecosystem and they're built for that, or they understand the Apple iOS, Android and iOS ecosystem, and they understand that. We can give you both and we can help flesh out and really re return those stack traces and get to the line in your code as to where things are going and give you the event tracking. It's it's really cool. It really helps make for just a great experience. So all of our Xamarin listeners, how much does it cost? Where do they go? How do they get it? Before we get into the Xamarin awesomeness that yeah. we talked about, yeah. Just go to appcenter.ms. I really love that domain. I got to register it, so I'm quite proud of it. Um, but uh, go to appcenter.ms and sign up. Everything, we have a basic free, well, not basic, we have a free tier. So for example, distribution, crash analytics, completely free. Um, those that are coming from Hockey App will be very excited to find that 
it's completely free. Build, offer a free tier as well as push. Um, and test is the only thing that we don't quite have a free tier on. But if you integrate with the build services, you can do a smoke test that'll automatically make sure your app launches. So that's a nice start. Yep. Um, but yeah, everything except test completely has a free tier. Crash analytics and distribution completely free. No questions asked. Just go for it. Yeah, it looks like build here, even 240 build minutes per month. Yep. Um, which is pretty great because the builds, they're crazy fast. My yeah. our, A good reference of that, our iOS and Android app, so two apps, um, the total for a build, I think, is five minutes for both of them combined. Oh, wow. I think iOS doing a full LLVM compilation is three minutes and Android like two and a half minutes. So that means we can run that like, I don't know, that's math, but like, a lot, 40 well, times, you 45 times. You can thank the VSTS times. team for that because we yeah. built it all on top of VSTS. So under the hood, that's actually what we're doing and they've done a lot of great work and well, if they've done great work, let's just leverage it. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're doing personal personal projects, really AppCenter is a great way to go. Obviously it also works and scales to the enterprise. We do have paid series for that, but if you're just interested and curious, go check it out. It's free. No one, no one doesn't like free stuff. So yeah, I love it. I'm using it and it's awesome. And we also yeah. have more awesome stuff. I, you know. Since you came from the Xamarin team as a Xamarin developer and work on a yes. lot of the app, app Center stuff, there's some awesome stuff. I had the honor and privilege of um, being on stage with Scott um, Guthrie um, uh, yet again this year. I was I was last year on talking about some awesome, cool stuff. And um, I'll put some links to the show notes where you can watch the video. It's all on Channel 9. But we made some awesome Xamarin announcements. Oh, yeah. No, the the first one, the, the big one... Um well, there are a few big ones, but it's like answers to questions we had been hearing at Xamarin for years that we just simply couldn't do for various reasons. So I think I think today was a big monument into like the capstone of now that we're in Microsoft, it opens up doors. Yeah, I think we really try to I try to frame my my keynote session and the session I did with Nat and even the one today I did on Channel Nine around how we're going to make you more productive as a developer. Yep. And sometimes that means just installing the product. You're brand new. How do I get started? How do I get it on my device? And um, in that aspect, you know, I've been a fan. I've been a, the program manager on, but also part of the app development team and DevOps lifecycle for our Xamarin Live Player, yeah, which is our continuous development and debugging and live interactive uh, app that you install on your iOS or Android device. Yep, and you pair it over Wi-Fi. And you don't even have to compile your code. It's interpreted on the device. It essentially sends your source code over for your, your Xamarin form XAML over and your source code code behind too and interprets all of your C sharp, all of your XAML on the fly. And yeah, you can put it in debug mode, but I don't use it for that. I use it for the live run mode. Yeah. Which is live run. Like I'd like to say I have a bunch of web developer friends. Yeah. I'm sure you do too. I we all them. do. And whenever they go into Chrome, and they right-click, and they see the side-by-side, -side, and they can modify the HTML or CSS or JavaScript, and they see it update in real time. They're like, ha-ha, look what I can do, right? That's what Live Run lets you do, but in C-sharp and Oh, it's, it's, it's beautiful, and it just it accelerates the cycle. I mean, I've, I've grown so used to just modify my code, compile, run, and wait, and have just this, like, two-minute cycle, and it's just I just accept it as fact. But, like, mm -hmm. this, this completely changes that entire thing. It does. It's super cool, and... Uh, what I got to show off was some of the brand new features uh, that it's supporting inside of Visual Studio 2017, which is when I go into Live Run, it's live running the single screen, but has the ability to change context to any source code file that I click on. So for instance, I'm usually not just working on a single screen. I'm working on the code behind for it. I'm working on the view model. And it is able to bridge those all together um, inside the ID. So if I have five XAML pages open and I click on them, 
it switches and updates them in real time on the device. So what I did is in that session is we had this staff maintenance app for this hotel fictitious company, and I built an entire screen from scratch and did a whole bunch of animations yeah, yeah. and had some click handlers into it, which was super, um, really, really nifty. And we've added tons of other great features into there um, to give you errors in the error dialog box, some great error handling inside of it. And then I just demoed our brand spranking new preview support to run the Xamarin Live Player app inside of an emulator or simulator. Really? Yeah, because a lot of our developers are on in enterprises with lockdown Wi-Fi's, right? Or they don't have devices even. Some people are like, I can't afford to buy an iPhone. You know, I just, I I have my development set up. How do I use it? So what you do is when, instead of you normally go in and select the emulator and hit debug, that works the same. That's not going to change because you don't want to change what debug does, right? But if you select your emulator or simulator and say live run, it launches the simulator, sideloads the Xamarin Live Player, and executes the Xamarin Live Player live run mode. Nice. Super cool. That's really nice. It's really cool. So we announced that. But then also Xamarin Forms itself, tons of great announcements. Uh, 2.5 came out, had my favorite feature of all time called Native Forms. We've talked about- Oh my about, gosh, yeah. this, is, this, this is one of those things that as soon as Xamarin Forms came out, people were requesting this. And it was just like, give us time. Like We got we to gotta get this out first <laughs> and figure it out. Yeah, think of it like this of- you're building a Xamarin application, like Xamarin Forms isn't out. It's not even a thing yet. And you're just like, man, I'm building the UI twice. And like, it's beautiful. It's native. It's great. But like, what if I could just share some user interface? Like your login screen. How many, how different can a login screen be, screen be every single time you do a login screen? Yeah. Or an about page, a yeah. settings page, a detail page. So when Xamarin Forms came out, it was all or nothing. You're all in or yep. you're all not out. So native forms is a feature of Xamarin Forms. It essentially enables you to throw some XAML in it. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yep. Because Xamarin Forms is native, right? It's, it's displaying yeah. a UI view controller and a fragment and a, and a UWP element. So it gives you an extension to say file. I, I say var page equals new detail page. Yep. Dot to UI view controller. And it gives me a UI view controller. It's beautiful. And I've been using it in a whole bunch of applications. So this means you can easily go back and forth. Or if you're already started in Xamarin Forms and you want to switch for some startup performance or something else, you have too many custom renderers, cool, switch over, bring all your XAML. Yeah, and, and I think it's also good from that code reuse perspective, like we kind of talked about, you know, if you've got if you've got certain controls, especially if you're working in a business where you're, you're building a lot of apps, but there's a lot of overlay, create view controllers of the common things and just reuse it and reuse it and reuse it. And it's like, oh great, maybe we didn't use Xamarin Forms in this app. That doesn't matter, Use just use regular Xamarin and build your app out, but keep reusing that login screen, that about page, those things that are just gonna stay the same, don't worry about it. And then you just maintain a single library and it updates everywhere. It's, it's, it, it, really, it really helps complete the picture uh, of what Xamarin Forms can bring to, the, bring to the table. And I think it helps, A, it blurs the line between the two, the two op, op, options, Xamarin Forms and more of a native UI, but I think it just makes it better because it follows that line of share the code that makes sense but don't sacrifice your application just to share code, which which hurts your app. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of, I think a lot of times at this point, people already have legacy applications. I, that's what I kind of, says you already have applications that you built two, three, four years ago yeah. with Xamarin, or maybe not with Xamarin too, but you want to shove some XAML in or start sharing some more, more code. And that's what not only Native Forms does, but one of my favorite features that I got to announce, which is our .NET embedding feature, which... Oh, yeah is crazy um, and it uses our Embedinator 4000 tooling um, and .NET Embedding. We have to take a moment to appreciate that name. Like that is like, 
that is like the perfect name for a pro- product, I think, the Embedinator 4000. It does exactly, it's named exactly what it does. It takes your .NET and it turns it into a native library that you can embed into the application. So that's why we call it .NET embedding. It's going to be able to take any .NET library, any .NET C-sharp code, F-sharp code, if you want to, and it compiles first the .NET DLL, just like you would expect. You're inside yeah. a Visual Studio for Mac. You compile in uh, a library, a .NET library, or a Xamarin iOS library, or a Xamarin Android library, and you compile it into a DLL. Then it essentially passes it through the Embedinator tooling and will turn it into an iOS framework, an Android AAR, a Mac OS framework for Objective-C or for Swift or for Java, um, and you just put it in there. And I, what I did for the keynote, which was super cool, is I downloaded the open source Kickstarter, Swift, and Java app. And I combined .NET embedding with native forms. So I not only used .NET embedding to Im- to to convert like business logic, so like my RESTful service calls sure. and, and models, but I also created a shared XAML user interface that I brought into an iOS or Android app. How many times did you get asked at Xamarin, when can I use a Xamarin library in my native app? Like <laughs> Since I started four was, years everyone ago. Everyone wanted to do it. I mean, and it makes sense. Like, especially for those that have legacy apps, this is huge. You don't have to just throw away your old stuff. You can build on it. And yeah, it, that, that's insane. I didn't even realize the native forms was there. I saw the part with the code share, but native forms and, and embedded into a into a this Objective-C Android app, Java app, that's that's crazy. Like, it's it's pretty bananas, yeah. And I think that this really gives, I, I talk to a lot of, we both have, we've talked to a lot of development teams that not only, their their biggest thing was, oh man, you know, I love to use Xamarin for my apps, but I've literally written this app for the last two years. I can't throw away all of this yep. Objective-C or Java code. But now with not an embedding, right? You can just start, start yeah, using it. Sharing 20, 30%, heck, 5% is better than 0% um, inside of it. And it brings that whole .NET goodness. We've been doing the reverse for years, so now we can bring it over. And I think it's a, I think it's a nicer process. It was always harder to say, hey, why don't you create bindings for your native libraries and stuff. Now it's like, hey, we just have one funnel and pipeline to go back. And instead of having you to convert your entire app, well, just just keep your app and just add more to it. I think, I think it, in many ways, it removes any excuse to not use Xamarin, honestly. Yeah. You might as well try it out because it's, it can be used where you need it. Yeah, I think of it now of, you know, when you think about Xamarin, I think of of the platform. I think of, I mostly think of it, I'm just using C-sharp to build iOS, Android apps, or I'm using C-sharp to share code even, yep. you know, native. Like, you know, if you think of a lot of other, um, some other cross-platform tools that are JavaScript-based or something like that, they kind of think of it that way. You can build the whole app in that language or part of your app in that, in that, in that framework. And now you yeah. can with C-sharp. Um, powered by the Xamarin platform, really, as you think about it, is I can build my whole application um, all natively, all in C-sharp with storyboards. I can do all in XAML. I can mix and match those worlds. Or heck, I can mix and match those worlds into those existing apps that are out there. I mean, what's great, of course, if you're building everything with Xamarin itself is you get access to all the APIs. It's 100% native, and you're sharing 60 70 80 90% of source code. But for those developers that have those existing code bases, .NET embedding is awesome. Yep, and we can still use the greatness of C Sharp. I, I think it's 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 just fantastic. I ever since I've ever since I learned C Sharp, I fell in love with it, and being able to stay in that language as much as possible is, is a win in my book, and I'll I'll defer to it anytime. Yeah, there was tons of other great stuff at Connect. Yeah, um, itself. I mean, there's tons of more stuff that we go into. Example, did you have a top pick of your favorite announcement, maybe from Connect? Aside Thanks. from GA, because <laughs> my product's now out there. 
not my teams, not mine, but uh, that uh, Visual Studio Live coding, the pair programming that they they demoed. Yep, that was. I thought that was so cool. Like, I as someone who had to remotely support developers based in Russia while I was in Austin, Texas, and reconfigure their machines and answer questions like this just makes it so much nicer. It was so painful to try and get those remote sessions set up. And it's like, well, no, now we can, now we can actually collaborate and I can see what you see and we can, and, and I can, I can still work on it, but I don't have to take control of your machine. I can do it from my own machine and, and be able to still see that context. I thought that was just huge. I loved it. Yeah. It's called, it's called visual studio live share. That's it. Yep. Yep. And uh visual studio live share. Yeah. It's an awesome demo, but yeah, I, I think of it as paired program, remote paired programming. Because you and I right now are sitting in the same room in Channel yeah. 9, uh, which is awesome. Uh, but often I'm at home or we're in different buildings, and I can literally just send you – I can invite you to come code with me. You could be in VS Code or Visual Studio 2017. You open it up, and you have not only just all my source code that you can see. It's not like download. I don't even know. I have the magic of how it works. I have no idea. But I can see your cursor. It's almost like an interactive code document yeah. session. It's super cool. I, I'm blown away by it. Remote employees everywhere rejoiced when oh, they yeah. saw it. That's for sure. It was super. And you can do remote um, debug sessions yep. too, which is crazy. And not even um, just Visual Studio. It's Visual Studio to Visual Studio code. So yeah. even cross IDE. You can be on Mac and PC and it just like works. Yep. It's, um, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, for me, I'm super excited about the live player, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I was also really excited a lot of our evolution of Visual Studio Team Services for a lot of our developers that are building backends or integrating with Cosmos or deploying ASP.NET Core websites. The ability to use now a uh, hosted Mac to do oh, that so too, which is super nice. So obviously App Center supports that already. Yep. But if now you're using you know VSTS for your builds and publishing directly with tasks into App Center, you can still use hosted Macs now, which is super cool. I've been using my Mac at home for a long time. But they also have these release gates, which are really cool. So I really love the release management inside of uh, Visual Studio Team Services. That was one of my cool favorite releases, just how that um, entire thing is being um, really uh, fleshed out for an amazing tool for for every single... You're seeing more and more, I think the theme has always been at Connect, every developer, every language, every platform. And I don't think we can say anymore. App Center supporting nearly everything. Yep. Bringing C Sharp and .NET to Objective C apps with .NET embedding. I mean, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Microsoft. The Microsoft now is not the Microsoft in college. It's it's, it's a very open ecosystem. It's yeah. great. More than anything. Well, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this week's Xamarin podcast. James, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, it's been a sincere pleasure. Thank yes. you. Where can people find you on the interwe- interwebs? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Maester Sid. Don't ask why. Long long story short, I don't have an answer. Um, or just hit me up, J-A-W-H at Microsoft.com. Um, all things App Center, I'd love to hear. If not, I try to stay active on there. I try to answer my email. I'm around. There you go. Awesome. You can find me everywhere on the internet. You can find me at James Montemagno, Montemagno.com. You can find me here on the Xamarin Podcast, xamarinpodcast.com. You can subscribe on all of your favorite podcast applications, and we would love it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share it on Overcast. It really helps not only uh, the show um, with awesome reviews, but it helps other awesome developers and awesome people find the podcast just by simply leaving that awesome five-star review. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. This has been the Xamarin Podcast, and thanks for listening.